Welcome to the Godly Business Podcast. I am your host, Anne Jean-Pierre, and I'm very excited to touch on a subject today that I think, especially as Christian business owners, we should think about, because this is something that often I hear and God has changed my perspective on it. And that's the idea that we work in a quote unquote secular business. So let's get right into it. The reason why I say quote unquote secular business is that when we approach the separation of our business and our calling as Christians, and we looked at them as two separate um, entities, I think we fall into the habit of moving in duplicity. I hope I'm saying that word right. Right, because if we're thinking that our business is secular and our personal life, we move with God and our religious life, obviously, then how we approach and how we move in our everyday operation without godly guidance could put us in a trap. And why why did I bring this up is because I think we mean we may need to start shifting our perspective on our business and not so much look at it as secular, meaning is this is something I do in the world, which is separate from what I do within the ministry. So let's look at Mark 16, verse 15, right? It says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. So when I, of course, when I first read this passage, I got stuck on the word preach, right? So in my mind, I thought, okay, so I have to preach the word of God, which means I have to learn all these verses, have a complete comprehension of them, read different chapters and be ready to biblically talk to people about the gospel. But honestly, what I've discovered over the past couple of years is that we preach the gospel every single day of our lives without words. Rather, we preach the gospel with our actions. Whether or not you know any biblical verse, the way you move about, people can kind of determine whether you are living your life based on biblical standards. Same goes for your business. I believe a lot of times we believe we move with what we would call godly principles in our businesses and the fact that every business will tell you they want to use the golden rules, right? Treat others as you like to be treated, um, to be honest, to have integrity. If you look at any major corporations website that is something that they will say that they move about these are biblical principles and i think most people would agree that yes you should have a business that operates in integrity to be honest to be fair and all of those things that's great the thing is as christians i don't think it's just should be a banner of yes this is 
something that we do in the secular world. This is standard operation. This is the expectation of what should be in the secular world. I think it should be our foundation, our foundation in that we move within the world with a purpose. So obviously, I'm not saying that your business purpose should be solely about preaching the gospel, beating people over the head with the Bible. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is your the vision and mission for your business should align with biblical principles and your operation should align with God's vision for your business and for what he has to do in the world. The most important thing as as Christians is to do the Great Commission, right? Go out to all the world and give people the gospel, the good news of Christ's kingdom. And to do so, I think a lot of times we have this um, perception that it has to be in a certain setting, that it has to be something that we readily are um, thinking about, planning about, and making it a quote-unquote Christian thing or having a Christian business. I think a Christian business is simply a business that works with what vision, with the vision that God had for for you and the plans that He had for you. So that's what I think a a, a, a Christian business is, and that, that's what I think as a Christian, um, as a business owner, period. But especially as a Christian, that the idea of being using Christian principles like integrity, like being honest, like being fair should be an everyday strive, but also we need to think about it more specifically in what God has called us to do within our business. So what is that vision that you have for your business, right? A lot of times, especially, for example, I think it was last year where, or maybe this year, the time is just flying by. I could keep up. But um, at my church, we had a vision board um, writing, right? And of course, most of the time people use, um, I'm going to murder this um, biblical passage, but it's Habakkuk uh, 2 where it says, um, you know, write the vision and make it plain. Um, but is the vision based on our viewpoint, our goals, our, um, you know, aspiration, or is the vision based on what God's goal is for our life, what God's plan is for our life, what God's vision is through our businesses to reach others? One of the things that i found myself falling into is focusing on business um, and then falling behind on other aspects of my life. Meaning, the reason why I keep harping that we need to align our vision for our business with the vision for God and not so much what our vision is for the business is because then we can slowly but surely 
make our business become a God and that we spend so much time and energy into growing our business, um, spending time in our business, putting so much energy into our business that our businesses become God's and we start neglecting either our time with God, our time with our families and the time that we need to grow as individuals because the business has now become also consuming and growing. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having a focus to grow your business because the point of a business is to be excellent and to grow and to be successful and to make money. Yes, the point of a business is to make money and there's nothing wrong with those things, but are they in alignment with what God wants for your business? What I mean by that is, is your goal to maybe set your business to grow at a million dollars next year, right? Is that really what God wants you to do right now? Is that really what God wants you to focus on right now? Maybe your focus is on, you know, scaling, um, branching out to open franchises and all of those things. However, God may have a different outlook for you. Maybe he wants you to restructure your business in a way that allows you time to spend with your family. Maybe instead of focusing on how you can grow your business further into different territories, God wants you to spend more time in a territory that you never even thought about because this is where your business will reach people in a um, different way that other businesses are not. The point is, are you aligning your business vision with God's with God's vision for your business? Are you partnering with God to learn what it is that he wants you to do within your business? Is your business getting in the way of you being a good father? Is the business getting in the way of you being a good husband? Is the business getting in your way of you being a good friend? Um, those are things that I think when we try to separate the business from, you know, make them separate as and not look at them holistically with everything that God wants for your life, we do put ourselves in a position where we can fall into um, this mindset of, hey, you know, I have to hustle, I have to sacrifice, I have to do what I have to do for, for my family, they'll understand and, you know, have tunnel vision to just go, 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 go. And sometimes it's at the detriment of the people we love. So that's one point that I wanted to bring um, in regards to doing business with God and building a successful business based on godly principles and godly standard for ourselves. The next point that I wanted to bring up in relation to that is when we think about business operation and the daily function of our business, I sometimes see, I'm a sales trainer, and sometimes what I see is because we tend to separate our business life 
from our, you know, we, we're thinking, oh, it's something secular. We start doing things that may not be godly. And what I mean by that is one time I was um, shadowing someone for sales training. And after shadowing them, I saw that they did a couple of things. I was like, oh, okay, that's a little questionable. Um, and after, you know, the shadowing, when they were done with the um, customer, I approached them and I'm like, why did you do X, Y, Z? And what they told me was that, hey, well, technically, this was not lying. And I'm like, the moment you have to be technical, that's already a red flag. But when you're saying technically that's not lying, all of a sudden it is a lie, right? There's no technical truth. It's either truth or it's not. It's either there's no white lie with God, there's no black lie, a lie is a lie, that's a lie, that's a lie, is what I'm understanding from, from the Bible that I read, right? And so what I find sometimes when we're trying to separate the ourselves or, or saying that, hey, we work in a secular world, we tend to then adopt secular methods and how we approach and deal with our daily operation of business. So this, in that situation, what the person was saying is, well, since they did not lie outright, right, and they pretty much omitted information, they just omitted information, it's not a lie. And I sometimes see people try to justify things of that nature to, to try to get the sell, to try to get the numbers and to try to reach their goal. And I'm, how do I put this? Someone put this, put it to me like this, right? There's two types of sin. There's type, there's a sin of commission and then there's a sin of omission. It's doing, not doing the right thing when you should be doing the right thing. And to me, when you have a customer in front of you, for example, and they are needing something for their business, they come to you because you are the expert in the field. They are trusting you with um, their, you know, they're trusting that you're the expertise to help them either buy the right product or get the right service. And you, because of your expertise and perhaps the lack of knowledge from that person, take advantage of them. It is a sin, point blank, period. So the example I will give you is, let's say I am selling um, cell phones, right? So I have the iPhone and the Samsung. Let's say by speaking with this person, you know, we do the discovery stages, uncover, recover, find out, hey, the best phone for this person is a Samsung. However, if I sell them an iPhone, I will make a bigger commission check. So what I do instead is redirect this person to an iPhone, knowing that for what they need, the Samsung is the best. That is wrong. And you could try to, you know, justify it however you want, right? Like, well, technically the iPhone does the same thing as the Samsung and they can still do what they need to do on the iPhone. 
But knowing that the Samsung would have been the better phone for them, you took advantage of their trust and you gave them something because it benefited you and not them. Now, most people would look at that example and say, well, yes, that's totally wrong and things like that. But what I'm bringing up this point for and is, is to challenge you and thinking in what ways, right? This is one example. In what ways could you possibly, could you be possibly compromising on to make money or to, to get a little bit ahead? Because remember, the world does their thing their own way. And sometimes I feel like within interactions I've had, people try to, okay, I have to meet this matrix. My competitor is making, you know, 10X and I'm, I'm only at 2X and I need to do whatever I need to do to get to 10X. And because we are focusing on, on their and the way that they, they do their thing, we lose sight that we are called to a higher purpose. And so we then start to compromise ourselves in order to meet these goals that are arbitrary, honestly, to try to get, you know, further along in our business. And then this is where we start compromising because we start having this view that, hey, we have a secular business. We work in the secular world. So I'm bringing this up as a warning, maybe to shift your focus, shift your focus and look at your business as a ministry. And if you look at them through those lens, a lot of times I believe that when you are tempted to maybe compromise on your integrity, maybe compromise on, you know, those aspects of your business, just so you can hit a number, you will have a mindset shift because now you are no longer looking at yourself as a quote unquote secular business, but as a business, as a Christian business. And one of the verse I wanted to share, well, a couple of verses I want to share. One of them is from Proverbs 11 verse one, which says, the Lord detests dishonest skills, but accurate weight finds favor with him. And the second verse that I wanted to share is from, and um, <clears throat> sorry, uh, Proverbs 10, verse 22, which says, the blessing of the Lord brings wealth without painful toil for it. I'm going to read that again. The blessing of the Lord brings wealth without painful toil for it. So if we are putting God's vision first, he already tells you that he will bless you without you having to toil for it. You don't have to work so hard to be blessed. He is Jehovah Jireh. He will provide for you. So there's no reason that you have to try to employ different gimmicks and tactics because you're trying to reach a goal and trying to compete with the secular world or the secular business world in order for you to achieve your goal. He hates dishonest scales. Now we can look at it and say, okay, obviously I'm not going to do blatant lies, you know, to, to someone, but what I'm challenging you, challenging you is see what ways 
are you cheating your client or cheating yourself and not putting your best foot forward, not working in excellence? For example, the example that I just talked about, that client, that customer may never find out that they were cheated, right? They have a great phone, iPhone is great. They may never find out that the Samsung was the best choice for them in this situation. It doesn't change the fact that you took advantage of someone's trust in you. And remember, anything that happens in the dark will come into light. Once you compromise in one situation, you will slowly start to compromise in other situations. There's a saying that how you do one thing is how you do everything. Once you compromise on that aspect, what other aspects are you going to compromise on? Maybe you used to use um, a different product, right? That, that you advertised as being the best, the most excellent product and customers trusted you for that. But now because, um, you know, with the state of the economy, you start diluting that product just so it can make it stretch a little bit longer. And in your mind, you may, you know, justify it as, hey, I need this to last as long as possible. You know, I need this to, to stretch, so to speak. But this is an area where you are compromising. And I'm not saying that when things change, you don't have to pivot. You do pivot. But what are areas that sometimes we feel like, hey, I have to lower my standard in order for me to get to where I'm going? And I'm challenging you to rethink how you approach your business. And by looking at it through the lens that your business is a ministry, your business is a gift from God, your business should align with God's vision. I believe that all of us will have a different approach in handling the challenges that comes to us by asking God for guidance. Remember, as, as I said, the verse, or rather the anchor, anchor verse for this podcast, as I call it, is found in Psalm 32.8, which reads, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will console you with my loving eye on you. If you bring any challenges that you're having in your business to God, he promised that he will instruct you. He will teach you and counsel you on how you're supposed to handle that situation. So yes, things are becoming more challenging. Things are becoming, you know, a little bit more stressful. Things are costing more. Do you have to raise your price so much? And how do you navigate that to still be competitive um, in the marketplace and still have um, enough you know, growth in your business without, you know, losing competition. I get it. However, we do not want to move and think of ourselves as secular. We do not want to move and think, okay, I now have to try to figure things out myself because trust me, I have tried every single time that I've tried to like, okay, I'm going to figure this out. I got this. 
I fall flat on my face every single time. And so I challenge you today as you listen to this podcast to think of how you're going to change your operation, how you're going to change your mindset to stand on God's will for your business, on God's vision for your business, on God's plan for your business. Partner with God and listen and to the Holy Spirit as he tells you, hey, do this, don't do that, go here, don't go there. He will instruct you, he will teach you, and he will counsel you. I hope you found this well and have a blessed day. I will see you on the next episode.